Tim, by the way, specialises in algae, and that's also the field of Professor Navid Mohamani, who specialises in it at Murdoch University in that Harry Butler Institute. And these algae can contain amazing amounts of carbon. So look, in general, algae can contain up to 1.8 kilogram of carbon dioxide per kilogram of the biomass. That's a huge amount. How does it compare to land plants, for example? So it's, it's significantly higher. Amount of carbon dioxide can be removed using microalgae especially. Not just because the algae can have more necessarily carbon dioxide into the biomass fixed, but just because we can have them to grow much faster when it comes to the productivity. A good decent microalgae cultivation can reach up to 85 tons per hectare per year of the biomass. When we compare this with any other plants, such as, for example, canola, this is over 100 times faster and higher growth rate and productivity. When we're comparing the oil on the oil side of the things, if the biofuel is an interest, algae oil can be at least 16 to 18 times higher than palm oil. We all know the issues associated with the palm, all the environmental issues with the palm. So this can be a very good substitute to the palm oil. Palm oil, of course, growing in Southeast Asia and using up an awful lot of forest, native forest. And you're saying that you can grow it in what, seawater or river water, anywhere? So the beauty of algae is that when you're looking at the phytoplankton, phytoplankton and life actually started from the sea. So for plants, any plants, we need fresh water. With algae, we can grow them in seawater. Not only seawater, we can grow them in the hypersaline. So we can grow them when the seawater salinity is increasing. That means that we can use seawater without addition of any fresh water, which we don't have in locations such as Western Australia, to produce the biomass that can be used for not only producing oil as a, as a source of bioenergy, but also as a producing biomass which can replace the protein content and protein need that we need in this planet. At what level or scale is this being done now in Western Australia? So right now, if you move and look at the hot lagoon, there is the largest algal plant in the world, which is producing a particular algae called Donaliella salina. This is producing a pigment called beta-carotene. This plant is 450 hectares and producing up to 80% of the beta-carotene of the world. So now the scale is there. The wheel is there. We just need to make sure that we get enough funding behind this to be able to take this to the next level. What sort of level do you think could be done? What's the ambition? So look, there are various opportunities around algae. In my view, the fastest to take to the market is the wastewater treatment. So the typical wastewater treatment that we are employing in the cities are very, very expensive. They're also very energy intensive. The process that we have developed using microalgae, it's not only not relying on a lot of energy, but it's also generating revenue, which means that, especially in the small locations such as a small shire or a piggery or an abattoir, for instance, this can be employed and not only treating the wastewater, but also producing a biomass, that that biomass is very high in protein that can be used as animal feed or aquaculture feed. So the level depends on the size of the waste that that particular process generates, which is something between one hectare to potentially five to 10 hectares of the production and the treatment. This is if we are getting into the wastewater treatment. When it comes to the bioenergy, then we're talking about a much larger scale. We're talking about minimum 400 hectares. This is not something which we cannot do. The problem with the biofuel production from microalgae is that 
We have to make this economical. That means that we need to be able to produce the oil that we're generating from the microalgae, being cheaper or at least at the same level as the when it comes to the price of the fossil fuel. So this is the challenge that I think we will be facing for a while, saying that I think we need to be more innovative and we need to find the ways of getting us out of the fossil fuel because of all the environmental issues that everybody is aware of. The way that fossil fuels are becoming more and more expensive for all sorts of reasons, surely it's straightforward to make a case for algae being used instead and by fuel? I agree. I think if we are to replace the fuel with any alternative liquid fuel, algae makes more sense than any other plants. There is no other plants that you can grow in the seawater or and you can grow them in the areas such as WA. The problem with the fossil fuel, it's all those political issues and the way that they're trying to keep the price down. So I think potential way is the government support when it comes to subsidies. We need to make sure we look at the legislations and see how we can get these products to the market with the help from the not just government but also industry. We need to make sure that the industry is backing this up. At the end of the day, I don't think that fuel production is the government's job. I think it's the industry's job to, to do that. We've been working on this for over 20 years now. We will get there hopefully soon. There were any number of experimental plants actually in northern Queensland which haven't really gone very far at all. So it's been around, as you say, for over 20 years. How do we know that it's going to change in the next five? We need to come up with some fundamental changes and hopefully this will come through the science. We are looking very seriously into this that increasing the efficiency of photosynthesis is one way. The photosynthetic efficiency is only 2%. So the algae, not just algae, all plants, maximum can use 2% of the sunlight. If we can somehow increase that, we can then increase the biomass productivity. By increasing the biomass productivity, we can also reduce the cost of production. Now, this is one way. The other thing that we are very closely looking into this is that how we can use the light more efficiently. For instance, the light has various bands of the energy, which algae and plants only using mostly blue and red. If we can use the rest of the light to produce electricity, this is what we have shown and we have developed, then we can significantly move some of the energy and produce electricity while we are also producing the biomass. Some of these new technologies may actually make this process economical. Professor Navid Mohimani at the Harry Butler Institute, Murdoch University, an applied phycologist, he calls himself. That's seaweed, one answer to our energy quandaries.